Hey, what's up everybody? It's uh, Steve. It is Chris. And uh, welcome to Off the Perch. Uh, This is a podcast with uh, two guys that uh, decided to start a podcast about our favorite soccer club and all the things that are surround that. So... Yeah, I uh, figured they gave me a press pass down in Costa Rica, so might as well keep it going and have a podcast. Steve is, you're off how many hours of sleep? Uh, I think I have roughly seven hours of sleep since I took off for Costa Rica Thursday morning. And then you were in a bubble in center ice at MSG the following Yeah, day. so I landed <laughs> back from Costa Rica at 11 o'clock in the morning at Newark, and at about 8.30 that night I was in a in a bubble on the ice at Madison Square Garden during the second intermission, trying to run around and win scratch-off lottery tickets. And I came in last, but I got 100 tickets and won $66. So, you know, it wasn't all a loss. Free, free money. Free okay. money. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I all got right. to be on the ice. How cool <laughs> is that? That's true. All right. So, all things said, um, this this has been a weird off-season for our team. We have had a coach now for four straight seasons. One coach is not... We don't have any coach. That's, yeah, that's... I'm I'm kind of confused by all of this. I mean, we traded our captain for the second straight off season, so we'll miss you next year, Robles. Sorry to see you go, but yeah, having a, a coach stick around for a fourth season, you know, I think we should get him a ring this year. That's that's what we're hoping for. That's that should be a good thing. If that could happen, that'd be great. A ring for longest tenured coach, run maybe, hopefully more. Um, but yeah, we start again. We started this podcast because we love this club, and we decided from going from the perch, which where we are screaming at people to get to sing in our section. We are two capos from Empire Supporters Club. You probably already know us, um, and we decided let's take that to a more intimate atmosphere, which is our guest room by it's the way much, it's much better on our voices yeah. to talk at this decibel level we, we had during our, our brain our brainstorming we were like should we have our podcast after games and then we thought to ourselves I don't think people want to hear us talk like this we, we would literally minutes. sound like one of those commercials telling you to stop smoking cigarettes yes yeah, yeah so I just probably just don't need want those, to those sticks like I yeah no, it's, not, <laughs> it's not good so um we're going to give a little introduction about ourselves. Again, most of you probably already know who we are, but we'll start with that. Let's, I'll just give it to you, Steve. You can give a rundown about your history with the team and club and all this. So my history with all this runs back to when I was in high school. I used to lead the supporter section, really the fan section, for our basketball teams. I had a cowbell. I had three songs to sing. So... <laughs> You know, I, I was really high class there. Uh, after that, I had season tickets with the Yankees, with the Bleacher Creatures, uh, for the last two years at Yankee Stadium, where I was fortunate enough to meet Jen Muller. And during that time, my hatred for Josie Altidore really blossomed, and they would show that old Adidas commercial of Josie, and I would just make fun of it. MLS is garbage. Who who cares about that? Uh, who wants to watch that? And after listening to me complain for a couple of years, she finally convinced me to come out to a game. So it was the week of the game, playing at Giant Stadium, and I get a text telling me to bring fake money. No idea why. Don't know what it's for, but hey, going to bring some fake money with me. <laughs> 
take the subway into Penn Station, jump on Jersey Transit to Secaucus, get on a shuttle bus, because you kids think you have it hard walking from the <laughs> PATH train from Manhattan. You've never sprinted through the parking lot to lot 16A to get to the tailgate before it closed. Get there, and she tells me to go hand my fake money to this guy with garbage bags, who turns out to be Kevin Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, friendly foe on Twitter. Friendly foe. Yeah. He's got three garbage bags full of fake money. Still don't know <laughs> what's going on. Walk into the game. We are playing the LA Galaxy. Ah. Beckham is coming back from his stint with Milan. And... <laughs> At Giant Stadium, for those of you who never watched a game there, the players used to walk onto the field from underneath 101. Players coming out, and as soon as Beckham comes out of the tunnel, we dump three bags of fake money on his head. And I immediately turned to Jen and said, I'm in. I want season <laughs> tickets. I'm sold. It didn't matter that we lost 4-2, to and it was a terrible game. I didn't see us win a game until 5 nothing last game, Giant Stadium, pouring rain against Toronto. Oh, that was the 09 season. The 09, season. yep, 2009. And, yeah, I got stuck in from there, spent a couple seasons in the middle of the section. And uh, in 2013, I finally got a shot to Capo. It was a Wednesday game against Kansas City. I did the second half by myself. That's right. We used to have to capo by ourselves. I, sh- it, I shudder at the thought. Of it wasn't two people <laughs> up there at the same time where you can lean on somebody. You did it all by yourself. And uh, it was a bad game. I thought I blew it. I thought they would never <laughs> let me get up there again. And they let me up there Lord again. And behold, four, four or five years later, you're not doing it in 90 minutes. Now I'm doing 90 minutes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long journey. There you go. Alright. Well, for me, it's a little bit different. I did not, before before joining ESC and becoming a capo, I was probably one of the shyest people you knew. I was a invisible person, despite my six foot six frame. <laughs> I melded into every background I appeared on. Um, and then around uh, Confederation Cup 2009 was when I started getting more into soccer once we, uh, once we beat Spain who at that point was undefeated in some record number of matches we beat them in the semis we lost to Brazil in the finals and that crushed me and I was like alright I guess this feeling I want to continue and experience it more often um, at which point I started watching the Red Bulls on TV and in 2012 or 2013 I went to my first game 2014 I watched the no sorry 2013 I watched the Shield game from the corner section then we lost to Houston in the playoffs. Yep. And I had field seats for that because I had gotten a yellow membership. <laughs> so they're like, here, enjoy field seats to the playoff game on us. And I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be great. <laughs> Support a shield chant. Like, we're going to, come on. It's Houston, whatever. And then one sick guy later, uh, we lost that game. Then I went to 20, 2014. I was on the other corner flag for my season, watched ESC the entire time. It's like, I should go there. And then 2015, I joined. And around 2016 was when the me deciding to maybe do Capo as, because Brent, Brent Gamma, you guys know him as 101 singer. He pushed me and nudged me. It's like, you should probably go on, on the Capo stand, just try it out, see how you like it. And then if you don't, whatever. And I did it and I enjoyed it. And uh, now I do it 
on a consistent basis, and that's how uh, me and Steve are now here. And it's been a uh, it's been an interesting ride. Lots of lots of road trips. There's been a lot of uh, ups and downs. Lots of downs. Lots on road of trips. downs. Uh, you know, Houston with eight people <laughs> last year. Just about. We can we can have a whole maybe two three episodes of road trips. Well, not me, but Steve because Steve goes on almost every trip. But yeah, that's. That's our story, and that's why we decided to you know, come on this and just talk about the team and talk about anything else that comes to our mind. So uh, this past week, we had our, uh, our season debut, so to speak, uh, CONCACAF Champions League against uh, Olympia in Costa Rica, uh, and Steve was there live. I was. That was... When you told me that you were going to be there at a, and you had a press pass for it, I was like, <laughs> how did you swing that? And, uh, yeah, how did, how did that go for you? So, when the draw came out that we were playing Olympia, um, I was a little concerned about having to go down to Honduras. <laughs> as, I, as one might have. Yeah, I, I figured it was going to be a little dangerous down there, but I found a hotel that was right next to the presidential palace and across the street from the German embassy. So what, what's the worst that could happen? And I almost booked it, almost booked plane tickets, and then a uh, source within the team told me that due to political turmoil the game would probably be moved out of Honduras. I thought, okay, that's all right. You know, maybe they'll move it somewhere a little safer and I'll be okay. But then I was told that Olympia is in the middle of a six-match home ban, which means no fans allowed at any of their home games in any CONCACAF uh, tournament. So even if they moved the game somewhere else, it would not be open to the public. I would not be allowed in. And my my streak of 48 consecutive games attended would end. I couldn't take no for an answer. Wasn't it originally Florida that was supposed to... Well, that was the, the, the original... The rumor was Florida, yeah. but I was told it was Costa Rica from the start. Okay. Um, okay. Red Bull were trying to get it played somewhere else, but it looked like it was going to be Costa Rica. Okay. So I, um, I just posted on Twitter that... You know, I thought it would be fun to cover the game as press and ended up in contact with Once a Metro and Shout Austin. Out to Metro. Shout out to Austin. And uh, Austin is the man. And <laughs> so I started writing articles for, for Once a Metro in January and applied for the CONCACAF Media Center, which is step one on getting credentials. So you apply for that. You have to submit uh, articles that you've written or works that you've done. And once they accept you to that, then you apply for step two for the tournament. So I applied for credentials for the CONCACAF Champions League. And I got an email saying, congratulations, you're in. But you still have to apply for each game that you want to go to. (laughs) So step three, apply for the specific game. And I applied for the game down in Honduras, you know, not chancing it and, and asking for any other game yet. But that's the game I asked for. And waited for a couple games, biting my nails, and they finally sent me the email that I was good to go. I'd have a press pass, get to cover the game. And my original plan was to fly down to Costa Rica, go to the game, spend the night, and hop a flight the next morning back home again. A.K.A. the Steve special. The Steve special. (laughs) But while waiting for the press pass to be approved... The hotel I wanted to stay in 
was sold out. There was nowhere for me to stay that I felt comfortable staying there. So, change of plans, and I ended up flying in, took off from Newark at 7.15 in the morning, landed at about 11, had a very confused customs agent trying to figure out what I meant by, no, I don't have a hotel, I'm not staying here. Ended up spending the day in the mall outside of San Jose, because for full clarity, I do not speak any English. I mean, Spanish. I, well, I speak some English. Some English. Just a little bit. I, I are good at English. <laughs> Don't speak any Spanish. So I spent the day in the mall. I watched Black Panther in, in Spanish, which is Pantera de Negro, in case you were wondering. Yeah. And hopped an Uber back over to the stadium, where I was the only English-speaking media personnel at the game. Besides Matt Harmon, who is the man. If you don't listen to Red Bull games on the radio, you should listen to Red Bull I games think, on the radio. I think every fan should at, at least one point listen to him because he does a great call. He is one of the smartest guys yeah. around with this yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah, like I hear him on, on Seeing Red sometimes, and, and I hear him, the, and I'm, I do listen to a couple of Red Bulls radio games, and it's pretty, pretty good. But yeah, so I was one of maybe 15 people watching the entire game, if you count all the media personnel yeah. there. And, some club officials. It was really surreal. I mean, I've been to games at Giant Stadium. I've been to U.S. Yeah, Open Cup yeah. games. I know empty stadiums. <laughs> Nothing compared to this empty stadium. Yeah. It's like you imagine like RB2 games at RBA and then it's just like... Yeah, and then just, like, just make it even worse even, than that. Like That's, 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 that's crazy. <sighs> and you saw a team that, while still in preseason, at least for the first half, uh, was pretty pretty sharp. And in some ways, like I to to me at least from I was at I watched the game at Legends at the ESC membership drive, and from what I saw, they seemed pretty, pretty far along in terms of their preseason training. They, they did. Um, where we sat, we were at midfield, up in the press box, mm-hmm. right next to where the camera was. But the difference from our view and your view was yeah. the camera zooms in, right? So it cuts off the vast majority of the field. It just focuses on the ball, right? So, being up there, I was able to watch every single play develop. Mm-hmm. Watch all the movements off the ball that you miss when you're watching it on TV. Yeah. Or if you're in the supporter section, that angle, you can't really see how the team is developing in the play. But it was impressive to watch them pressing the way that they were. Yeah. The first half, they seemed like they were almost in midseason form. Everything but the final pass into the box was completely on point. It, right. And even then, it was only, you know, a tick off that, you know, if, if they hit it half a second earlier, half a second later, you know, they, they would have had at least right. three goals in the first half. Yeah, and and we got one in the first half, um, sec- and then the second half came around and we looked like a, like a team in preseason. That's what, it, that's what it just boils down to. We were a team in preseason that had to travel... Th- to our Central American country in February, and that's what we came out of the second half looking like. It, it almost felt like rope-a-dope, that they yeah. were just baiting us thinking, making us think that they weren't going to press, they weren't mm-hmm. going to, to play up to us, and they came out, Olympia came yeah. out in the second half like bats out of hell. Yeah. They just hit the ground running, and I don't think we were prepared for that because they looked like a completely different team as well. Olympia being already, the, I think they're six, six Ninth. games? No, I mean, like, they're six or nine games into their season. Nine games. Nine games. Nine okay, games. so they, they are well within their, 
within yeah. their season. So they, their legs are well under them. They know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, this the second half, you know. And we were playing without Kaku. We were playing without a, a certain Argentinian who we, we both just watched for 57 minutes today, um, who was, I will say, exquisite. Um, I don't know, man. He didn't score, so he's a complete boss. Ka- 57 Ka- minutes in the <laughs> no. preseason surrounded by Red Bull 2 players. How dare he not have a hat-trick? Oh, man. A hat-trick and seven assists. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, there are probably people with that exact opinion and <coughs> Red Bull discussion group. <coughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, Colin penalty aside to get out of Costa Rica one-one with an away goal, uh, coming to RBA, uh, which will not be that cold. It's going to be well, I think fifties or something. Yeah, like that. low high forties, low fifties. Um, I'm not. I'm going to say I'm confident. I'm not overly confident because it's still Concacaf. It's still CCL. Uh, if we end up losing. 2-1, I'll be like, yeah, all right, I, that's that's par for the course. But good result for us. I, I'm going to say good result for us. I'm, that's my view. Well, my prediction going into the game was a, a 2 nothing win for us, which okay. was definitely a, a little uh, optimistic. Yeah, yeah. But I was happy with 1-1. Um, during the game, I tweeted that it seemed like the team was happy to walk out with a 1-1 draw and an away goal. But... Having seen their body language after the game yeah, was over, saw them at, you, yeah. I, I was at the press conference uh, where Jesse answered just a few questions, and I was walking through the hallway uh, after that and got a peek inside the locker room, and there were a lot of dejected faces. There were okay. players that looked annoyed that they didn't get to walk out of there with a win, okay. and it seemed like that chip on their shoulder was back again. Ah. Which, the, the fabled <laughs> chip, which hopefully we can get a sponsor for that, <laughs> seems to be back. And if it's back, I feel good about this year. It's, because a, a pissed-off Red Bulls team is a team that I would like to see play. It's what carried us to the Shield in 15. Yeah. That, that was his whole motto after, after Pet B happened. Uh, that's what he used to just mo- like carry us forward throughout that season to get us to that to that shield at the end of the year. So if that, it, it's become kind of a cliche. Well, it is a cliche, but it's become more than a cliche that it's he kind of leans on it so much. But if that's if they looked that dejected after a one-one draw in Costa Rica, that's to me. I'm I'm okay with that. They were definitely not satisfied, which was a nice change of pace. Yeah. Uh, having been to so many road games, I've watched this team seem fine yeah. with a draw on the road. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, hey, we got a draw, like yeah. a point's a point. But this didn't seem like the same team. Okay. Um, so after that, I ended up hopping an Uber ride back over to the airport for a flight that left at 2.30 in the morning <laughs> to come back home. So I was in Costa Rica for roughly 15 hours. Okay. So really, if you're ever going to Costa Rica and need advice on where to go, please don't ask me. I have no idea. He'll just tell you to go watch Black Panther in Spanish. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> and then walk around the, the mall. Walk around the mall. All right. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do something different. Most podcasts that's around this team have a, a, a cow and bull, a goatist, a wotist, and sometimes even a zotist, uh, RIP Sal Zizzo. We're doing something called uh, it's a hockey thing. It's uh, the three stars, three the three players that we feel did the best on the field for us. So, I mean, I think for I don't know if, if you agree. I mean, first star has to go to Daniel Royal. 
I think it Definitely. Roy, Royer was he got us the goal and just even like after the injury at NYC last year, he and even before that, he's been one of our top players, and he just continued that that pace today. Uh, not today, excuse me, on Thursday, and uh, hopefully he keeps going forward with that. Uh, who would your second star be? <sighs> For me, uh, the second star, and this is going to be a little polarizing, but I'm going to give it to Alex Muriel. Muriel. Um He was all over the place. Yeah. He was pressing like his life depended on it. And if you watch the replay of the one goal, if it wasn't for his press, it was his, yeah, it was his, his press. initial press forced an errant pass, which eventually got to BWP, who pinged it right off of Royer's head that, for a goal. Yeah. Without that, we don't have that. Right. We, we walk out of there with no goals. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, I, myself included, I think Will's going to have a good year this year. And it's, I don't know if it's just me being like hopeful because like he gets a lot of derision in the fan base, but I think he's what his third now season in, or fourth? I, I, I don't know. Like third full th- season. Third full season, yeah. Uh, and now he's equipped with a uh, a man bun uh, that should carry him over the edge. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, third star. Uh, who, who do you have for your third star? I would say Sean Davis. Sean Davis? Sean Davis looked like a leader out there. He looked like he was confident in his ability, and I thought his crosses were way better than Sasha's crosses last year. His his off his corner for... I Look, Sasha Kleshin's corners always <laughs> drove yeah. me up the wall. At free kicks as well. Like every time he would line up for a free kick, I'd be like, "Why does it have to be him?" Yep. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Davis's corners and free kicks were very good on Thursday. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna challenge your third star and say Bradley just because that pass to Royer. That was a good pass. That pass was amazing. Yeah. Like, for him to be at midfield. Like not near the the box, and just for him to make that, just it was a different. I was just like that didn't make any sense, but I'm okay with like him drawing players and then just leaving Royer up front to just to knock those in. I'm I'm okay with it. See, I it was a good pass, but I was at the game. I'm not really sure if the TV signal picked up on it, but it was actually an <laughs> Angels in the outfield moment, ah. and the ghost of Thierry Henry directed his foot. To kick that ball because, as we all know, Bradley Wright Phillips can't do anything without Thierry Henry. I mean, he's just a shell of himself since Henry left. Little do you Not know. like he won the Golden Boot after Henry was gone. Little right? do you know, Jason RBNY is in his in his house, just like right like in now, the middle of editing, just, just like scrubbing scrubbing out. video. To thought, just, be, thought it'd be on Metro Fan that's TV. Gonna, yeah, that's going to be there on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, now we uh, play Olympia this Thursday, March first. Be there if you can, because, you know... It's if you're a, a season ticket holder, the tickets are free. You have no excuse not to be even there. Even if you're not a season ticket holder, even most... Again, most of the people that are listening to this are. But if you're listening to this, by some chance, I'll probably link it to a bunch of different social media sites. Call a ticket rep. Get a ticket. Just sit down. Support the team as we try to advance through this tournament. Me and Steve both have this, uh, this ridiculous notion that we're going to do it the wrong way in terms of us winning CCL, then the Club World Cup first, 
then go back and then win MLS Cup. Of course. The first cup has to be the most obscure, biggest <laughs> cup possible. In before you can soccer. win your do- before you win your domestic cup, you need to win two international tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Metro way. It's the Metro way. It's just doing it all wrong all the time. Um do you want to talk about like off season moves? Like it's it's been covered. It has been. Um I think we could talk about there was this minor move that we did for this guy out of Argentina. I don't really know. Well, no, yeah, with Verone left. Like, Verone's yeah, yeah, Verone's gone. But there was this guy. Um, uh, uh, oh God, I don't even know what his name is that they got from some. It's some says, team. Tornado. Is that the name of the team? <laughs> Tor- tornado from Argentina. Yes, Tornado. You you do realize you have Hurricane fans now that will will listen oh, to this. Oh, Hurricane. That's right, Hurricane. Hurricane. Oh, sorry, sorry. Put some respect. Yeah, we got we respect. We got that guy uh, Kuka. That's his name. Kuka. Kaku. Kaku. Ah, oh, Kaku. Right, listen, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about this guy. I don't it really was quite know. the saga to get him. Yeah, I, I heard it took a while for him to get here, and we were we were watching a lot on Twitter. <laughs> there was a lot of that. There was a I, lot of the watching. all access where where Dennis Hamlin talked about like fought, like this starting in September. I'm just like, okay, that. I'm disappointed <laughs> in uh, in Fernando for not knowing this started yeah, in September. Yeah, you didn't know about the it, scouting already occurring. Yeah, back they said these they, were start, like just starting to fall. They said they went to dinner in September, <laughs> and he hasn't told us what they had to eat. <laughs> You're still mad at him about <laughs> I'm not still knowing. mad about that. Jeez. But yeah, no. Uh, besides, you know, the acquisition of a a enganche number ten from Argentina, which many of the fan base have been clamoring for, we we uh, we let go of some people. Um, you know Gideon Ba, who played four games for us. Mike Grella, who will forever be in Metro Lore for nutmegging uh, uh, Mike Lampard. Nassau County Ronaldinho. Yeah, yeah. Best of luck to you in in the Columbus Crew. Yes, I uh, hope you enjoy Austin, Texas. Don't you see? <laughs> oh man, um, save the crew. Hashtag yeah, save, the, save crew. the crew. We don't like Austin. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got like a Duca. You know. All these players that kind of really didn't pan out for us, anyways. And then we, uh, you know, we brought up below Bezacourt from uh, RB two. We made that that you know trade for our captain. Uh, Who? Uh, his name oh, is. My <laughs> uh, he knew. We knew he was captain, but he didn't tell anyone else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we got uh, you know Carlos Rivas and Thomas Redding from Orlando. So it was. There was a lot of, in terms of players, a lot of switching and stuff like that. So it's been an interesting offseason. And, and according to Steve Goff, we are the front runners to get yeah. Tim Porter right now. Apparently, as of two hours ago, we are now closer than any other team in MLS to get Tim Parker. By um, by what ways we're going to get him, uh, I do not know. If it's just for funny money, I'm all for getting Tim Parker. If we have to trade Felipe. Uh, I hope we get some funny money back with Tim Parker because I'm not ready to see another like staple of the team. Yeah, just let go like that. Yeah. Like I know we made the joke about like that rumor coming out and like there we still didn't know who the captain was. But like Felipe just had a kid. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, so yeah. Uh, what else can we? What else can we ramble on about? <laughs> Forgive us for us being kind of out of sorts. We are, are uh, this is our first podcast. 
And and Steve is We're a little tired. Steve's a little tired. Just a little tired. Um, I mean, we mentioned it before. I've been to pretty much every MLS stadium you can go to. I think mm-hmm. I have three more to hit, and I should hit them all this year. Are you doing? You're doing back of uh, the new LAFC stadium? Oh no! So I'll have one for the following season that I'll have to go to. Oh yeah, we're not there this. We're year. not there this year. Yeah, no. yeah, they play this year. But um, we've got a couple trips coming up. We've got RSL on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Because um, when you think of St. Patrick's Day, you think Mormons. You think? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. If you've never been to RSL, go. Go for a game. We only get to be there once every two years. It might be a little too late for you to swing it now, but if you've got time during the summer, go for a game. The fans out there are great. They'll take care of you. They'll make sure you are fed. They will make sure you are. You get to drink as much as your heart desires. <laughs> Don't let the Mormon thing scare you. They, they do drink out there. They have fun. And they have the best song in MLS. <laughs> I, I'm not going to sing it now. No, we're not going to sing it because people don't like when we sing it. But <laughs> um, RSL is great. We have Orlando at the end of March, which is always a great time. Just to go for a game and then even just do an amusement park. That's, and, what, we, that's what I did two years ago, and it, it was great. And if you haven't been down there... The away section is one of the only sections in the stadium to not be covered by a roof. So we're lucky enough to play down there in March this year. Oh, no. So you probably <laughs> won't get heat stroke if you decide to go down this season. Okay. Uh, and it's a 1 o'clock game, so you can go to the game, have fun, watch us hopefully get a road win, and then you have the rest of the day to go run off to an amusement park, go see a giant mouse that will take a picture with you maybe, go ride some roller coasters, have a good time. One thing that I hope we can achieve with this podcast as, as two guys that travel for the game, one, one that travels a lot more often, uh, away trips are an amazing experience. Not just for the game itself, uh, meeting other supporters... Experience in another city. Obviously, it's just it's. I I look forward to every trip I'm doing. Colorado in May. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers for Toronto in July, and then uh, Montreal in on Labor Day weekend. But away trips are amazing. Some of my best memories are at away trips. Yeah. I mean, just the songs we have come up with on the road. <laughs> the vast majority of our songbook is songs that have that have started on the road because you have. The dedicated people yeah. there—it's it's a concentrated group of people that want to sing for ninety minutes and mm. want to have a good time, yeah. and we just get so creative. We had we got to meet the dumbest man in Ontario last <laughs> year in Toronto. I, I to this day will regret not being there to meet this the, man. This guy was yelling at us that they were going to win the President's Shield that night. We had to correct him that it's called the Supporter Shield, not the President's <laughs> Shield. And I had the distinct honor of telling him, as the vice president of the Supporter Shield Foundation, that this Supporter Shield was not in the stadium, and that if they won it, they wouldn't get to raise it that night. <laughs> and he didn't believe me. And they won the game, and they didn't get to raise it that night. And he was a very sad, sad, dumb little man. He left dejected. He left very dejected as his friend literally carried him out of the stadium because he was throwing a temper tantrum at us. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to go over on this introductory episode of Off the Perch? Uh, no. I mean, we're going to open it up 
for future episodes where you guys can submit questions to us. Yes, we're gonna we're working on all the social media stuff. We're gonna create an email account. This this is a quote unquote work in progress. We're we're still like messing around with the structure and the format and what we're gonna do with it. But we wanted to just make this episode as an introductory course to um, us. The only thing with the questions is Eric Friedlander will be limited to one question per week. Okay. Uh, please, other people submit questions because we don't want to have to keep saying "shut up, Freelander." Yeah, and don't let Freelander ask you to ask us questions. Yes, we will know. Yeah, we will find out, <laughs> and we will ban you from asking questions. Every question that, that, that gets submitted to us, we should be like, "Does this sound like a Freelander?" Does question? this? Yeah, we will probably have a segment of Freelander sounding questions <laughs> that we will read and not answer, and then not answer. Just read it and then reflect <laughs> on them, and then move on. Um, do you have anything else? No. I mean, do we want to give predictions on what we're going to do okay. this year? This year? All right. Yeah, let's do some off-season, very quick off-season predictions. Uh, let's just start from Thursday and then go go large from there. Thursday, what is your prediction for Thursday versus Olympia at, uh, at home? I'm looking in the crystal ball. Okay. And it's showing me... Um, Two nothing, Metro. So you're going. You're, I'm you're, sticking with my you, original prediction. You want to? You want to two nothing? Okay. Two nothing. We win three one on aggregate. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say two one. I'm gonna say a goal from BWP. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say a goal, another goal from Royer. Um, ooh, pr- question: Will we see Kaku? Well, he played 57 minutes today. He should be fit, but will he... I don't he, see him starting. Yeah, I don't see him gelling enough with the team. Yeah, we haven't seen yeah, him with yeah. the first team. That's true. It's one thing to play 57 minutes with the reserves against a USL team. It's a completely different story playing with the first team players who, as we saw with the starting 11, it was all returning players from last year. Yeah. They all have played together yeah. for, for an entire season. They know each other. They know the system frontwards and backwards. The only player that came into the into the game that was new was Shakovsky, uh, uh, right? The RZA. Uh, RZA and Rivas came in. But, oh, right, Rivas. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but RZA knows the system from playing in, in Europe, so he knows what we're doing. The system is the star, as they say. Yes, the system is the star. All right, let's go big then. Pro, uh, predictions for this season. What is one thing that you expect this team to do this season? We're gonna win some silverware. You're 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 laying that down now. First I, episode. I am convinced we will win at least one piece of silverware this year. Supporter Shield U.S. Open Cup or MLS Cup. Yes, one of the three. One of the three. You're not gonna say which one, or do you? Do you... I need to see more of the team. You gotta see more of the team. Okay. <laughs> I I mean, from what I saw on Thursday, mm-hmm. this looks like a team that can compete with anyone in MLS. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little biased to say we win Supporter Shield. Okay. Um, but looking at the Red Bull 2 side that went out today, seeing guys like uh, Mourinho out there and Ben Mines, I think we're going to have a really good reserve Deep, squad yeah, for USL games. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, not US, I'm sorry, for US Open Cup games. Okay. I see that that. Um, we could end up competing in that tournament as well. I see us in the US Open Cup final again this year. Yeah. 
I mean, guys like Rivas aren't going to start every game. No, they're no. they're going to be fresh for for games on a Tuesday night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my prediction for this year. You already said uh, silverware. Yeah. Um, you want I, me to get more bold? Boulder. <laughs> Boulder. I'll make the boldest prediction. What, what is your boldest prediction? We're going to win the treble this year. You're, are you going to do Are you hashtag five trophies like some people are? You know what? Yeah, I am. Hashtag five trophies. <laughs> I anticipate going to uh, the Middle East to go watch us win Club World Cup in December. <laughs> so, so, so the week after winning MLS Cup. Hashtag five trophies would be MLS Cup, well, Supporter Shield, US Open Cup, MLS Cup, CCL. Club, Club World, World Cup. Club World Cup. Yep. Has that feat ever been accomplished in any? Had, like, did like when didn't Barcelona win six trophies in a year? I think yeah, they won the six. Uh, they won the, the six. Uh, what's that trophy where the Europa League winner and Champions League Super Cup? Super, Super Cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah. They they won. Okay, uh, so we won, won everything. Okay. Yeah, we can't win six, unfortunately, but yeah. we can go for as many as we want. You know what? If we win all five, we're entering FA Cup next year. We're gonna win that <laughs> as well, and we're gonna win Copa del Rey. Yeah. Just take it all. Just take it all. DFB, <laughs> Pokal, all that stuff. Um, I will say that Kaku will end up with a 13 goal, mm. 10 assists regular season. Okay. I think he's going to pull in double digits. I'm, okay. And that's that's me being like on the low end. Okay. So that's my prediction. Steve Steve trumped me with the uh, with the uh, silverware thing. So do you think he'll be the highest scoring player on the team, or you think, uh, I think somebody Royer, will outscore him? Royer will outscore him. I think. I think. What about BWP? I think this. Unfortunately, a, a, a sadder prediction. I think this is going to be the year where BWP. He is already sort of declining, but I think this is where like the the he he can't go any like he's going to start going downward. Okay. Uh, while he will still be a very productive member of the team, as we saw on Thursday, yep. um, I don't know. He's now. I, I think he's going to turn into the next Henri for us. Just a distributor. Yeah, I think he's, he'll be up there, but with a guy like Kaku and a guy like like Royer. Yeah. You know he can drop back yeah. more, and as we saw, he's dangerous with that long ball. That is true. That's true. As long maybe he can acquire that same like. I don't care about anything attitude that Henri had, <laughs> where he just you know leaned on goalposts after goals. Oh. If he can recreate the Henri, the Henri, uh, I will be happy. Yes, <laughs> yes. This team is lacking Henri. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that about does it for the first episode of Off the Perch. Uh, we want to thank the people that have kind of gotten us to this point. Uh, the person that's in this room behind me, Monica. Yeah, uh, she got us. Well, she got me my microphone and all this set up. Uh, Want to thank Alex Chan for some pointers. Uh, Mark Fishkin, the, yes. you know, the, the godfather the, of Red Bull podcasting. Um, Don Fishkin. Yeah, Don Fishkin, <laughs> looking down upon us from uh, you know two hundred one. Uh, and yeah, this is gonna be uh, an experiment for the first few episodes, and I think you know we're gonna tinker at it and hopefully we'll give you guys something that will you guys will enjoy week to week and uh that about does it for us again chris you can find me at at juddermang that's j-u-d-d-e-r-m-a-n-g uh steve uh you can find him at metro capo his name constantly changes uh <laughs> so but his uh, his at handle is remains the same always be metro capo and uh 
right, that about does it for us. Uh, yeah, have thanks. A, have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. See you guys on Thursday. Peace.